6-7W. Classified top secret subject is... H's Comics. Comic books. An art form early alive. We can rebuild them. We have the technology. With digital downloads and bookstore penetration, which sounds a bit rude, we can make them better than they were before. Better. Stronger. First episode of season three of Hey Kids Comics. I'm Andrew Leyland. I'm Michael Leyland. Uh, and it is purely arbitrary when we decide to break these shows off for a season, isn't it? Yeah. We do this simply because we don't really want to be a show that has like 400 episodes up and all numbered one to 400. There's nothing wrong with that. But if I was, when I find a new podcast that I like listening to, yeah. if it's in the 200s, I'm like, really? Oh, God, where do I start? And I want to, people to be able to just... One's that pique your curiosity. Yes, well, that's what I do. I, uh, I go through what they've covered and I go, right, I'll give that one a go. Okay. But sometimes it's 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 carrying on whether they intend it to or not. Yeah. Whereas we, we try to make each one... Self-contained. Self-contained. Which, Unless yeah. you're spending eight weeks on Night's Quest, yeah. which was probably a bit much, all things considered. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we've got a different kind of show for you tonight. We're off the cuff. We have no notes because it's still the Christmas holidays for us and we're lazy buggers. Uh, what we're going to do today is we recently went to the Thought Bubble convention in Leeds, which was recently. really good. Well, recently. It, it was better than Relatively me. recently. Yeah. It was in November, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, we, it dawns on us because we were in the middle of Night's Quest. We didn't do a show about it. And then we're also going to go uh, quickly through some of the more geek-related purchases that we got for Christmas. In other words, all of them. Not, well, yeah. Okay, every present we got this year was in some way geek-related, because that's, that's just who Especially we are. The um, yeah, mainly because I do like it when people tell you what they buy at conventions and stuff. I like shows like that, because okay. it gives you an interest and look into what they're looking for and what they're interested in outside of comics sometimes. Okay. So, like, in books, I've just, I'm just about to plunge in back into Ian Fleming's James Bond novels. Okay. Having been distracted by the Star Wars Thrawn trilogy. <laughs> Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Oh, well, we, we, we'll get that. We're going to kick off with a couple of emails that arrived just that bit too late to make it into our feedback show. So all of these arrived on Christmas Eve, I think. Or I think I read them all on Christmas Eve. Uh, the first one is from Kenneth Laster. Hello, Kenneth. Hello. Who starts with, not you. No, I'll oh, say, you I'll say, say hello, hello to right. Kenneth. Fair enough. Okay. What's their frequency? Oh, I bet he's never had that before. <laughs> uh, my, Kenneth begins, dear Michael and Andrew, and Andrew and Michael, so everyone is happy. See what he did there? Very, very good. It was good. awful. It was, yes. We, we appreciate that. Uh, I recently started listening to your podcast, but not in order, like a normal person. Well, you don't have to listen to him in order. That's no. what we were just saying. I started with the relaunch week and Night's Quest Part 1, then went back and listened to Nightfall and Beyond, and I'm currently listening to the Star Trek annual episode, because I am, as told by my friends and parents, a special little boy. <laughs> we don't think you're special. Well, you are special if you listen to us. Well, We're all special. Everybody's special. In our own special way. Yes. 
I must say, it's quite interesting having a father-son podcast. My dad is a bit on a sci-fi nerd, but not to my extent. I am the one who slaps comics in front of him. I'm a few years behind my clean age, so the comics industry got me young, as in I don't remember when I wasn't reading comics. The Nightfall coverage was fantastic, thanks Kenneth, and I'm wondering what your take would be on Hush, unless you have already done that with my wibbly-wobbly listening schedule, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm in love with this podcast and it has become my addiction. Keep on trucking, your listener, Kenneth Laster. That was very nice, thanks Kenneth. Um, Hush. Yes. You'd be very interested in doing Hush, wouldn't you? I would, yeah. And I would be very interested in doing Hush as well. But we'd be a Batman podcast. Yes, that's the only problem. I think I did reply to Kenneth, because I do try to reply to the emails. Um, We would be interested in doing Hush, yes. But we do have Night's End on tap for this year. And my super secret project. And your super secret project. Why does that involve Batman? Oh, yeah. And um, (laughs) um, we do want to follow that up with Prodigal. Yeah. This year, so they'll probably be the two big Batman ones we do this year, as opposed to Nightfall and Night's Quest, which we did last year. But we are interested in doing Hush. You would like to do the unwrapped version, wouldn't you? Yeah, the, Ken- the Jim Lee penciled version. I'll compare the two. Well, we would, because I'd be I'd be looking at the original issues, and you could look at the unwrapped one. Mm, but I don't um, have unwrapped. Yeah, but you don't have unwrapped. Uh, All that Christmas money I got. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you could do. It's a lot cheaper on Amazon. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go through the Two True Fruits link. They get some money then. Oh, okay. <laughs> we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> go, go to Amazon, give us money. Um, Ken got back to us. Hello, Kenneth, again. Dear Michael and Andrew and Andrew and Michael, I have been reading the novelisation of the DC animated film Gotham Knights that takes place between the Batman Begins and the Dark Knight films. Uh. But that's not the point of this email. As you remember, you two had an intensive talk about beloved police chief O'Hara. Well, guess what? He makes an appearance in the book with all his Irish glory. His only lines of dialogue... Let that be a lesson to you, Mish girl. Don't you catch me not wearing it. That's not Irish, is it? No. Can you do an Irish accent? Let that be a lesson to you. Mish girl, don't let me catch you wearing a helmet next time. That's better. <laughs> Much better than mine. Mine sounded like Sean Connery trying yeah. to do a not Scottish accent. The rest of his role in this scene has him failing to apprehend the man in black and shooting his gun off like a maniac and being saved by the Batman. I was not a fan of the film Gotham Knights, but I love the novel. I'd recommend it. Love the Knights Quest coverage. Looking forward to the new year. Kenneth Laster, Boy Wonder. Am I the only one who actually liked the Gotham Knights? I thought it was awful, didn't I? I really didn't like that film at all. I thought it was all right. Mm, not, not my. Less in the story, and more in the art. Yeah, well, you, you, you're manga boy, aren't you? Yeah. So, so it was quite surprising. Kenneth didn't like it really. Yeah. Because um, I get the feeling you're of similar ages. So, yeah. No, I didn't like Gotham Knights at all. Yeah. Our final email from Christmas Eve was from Andrew Morton. Hello, Andrew and Michael. See, he knows how to address an email. Right, yeah. I'd like to let you know that I'm an avid listener of your fine, fine show, and that it's my first on my listen-to list as soon as I've downloaded a new episode. Oh, thank you very much. At time of writing, I've just finished your epic run of episodes dealing with Night's Quest and have the Christmas episode all queued up and ready. I don't write in every episode, because although I'm a big fan of comics and the characters and stories within, I haven't read many of them. The last comic you talked about I actually have was Guardian Devil, which I have in trade paperback, and is notable in my small number of comics being the only thing I have bought based purely on who wrote it. Generally, I get my superhero fix from cartoons and films instead, hence why I felt I had something to say during the Couch Potato episodes. If I do have one criticism, it's that the following exchange that happens in almost every episode. In fact, I'm willing to bet you have it sampled and just slot it in during the edit. So what do you think of the cover, Michael? It's all right. <laughs> that 
was just for you. That was just for you, that Andrew. Um, even then, there is still not much better entertainment that is free and can be enjoyed on your own. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I can think of one other thing that's free and can be enjoyed on your own. (laughs) Dear me. Thanks for all the effort you put into making the show, and be assured I'll be joining you on the ride throughout 2012 and beyond. Cheers, Andrew Martin. Thank you very much, Andrew. Does that mean I have to put more uh, effort? Put more effort. Cover judgment. Into cover judgment, yes. Because I I am in full agreement with Andrew. I've slagged you off for that. What What do you think of the cover, Michael? It's all right. Sometimes I don't know whether it's good or bad because it's a bit of both, so it's all right. It's okay. I I fully expect a a discussion of the covers to take an entire episode from now on. Okay. We won't cover what's inside, just the cover. Yes, just the cover. Um, In November, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we went to the Thought Bubble convention in Leeds, didn't we? Held in a... um, Is the Jimmy Savile... Yeah. Building or Savile Row or something like that in the middle of Leeds Town Centre. There's pictures of Jimmy Savile all over the building. Pictures of him with the Beatles and with Elvis and stuff like that, which was quite sad this year. Yeah. Because Jimmy Savile died just before we went, didn't he? So it was quite bittersweet seeing those this year. If you're in America, you probably have no idea who Jimmy Savile is. Jimmy Savile was the host of Jim Will Fix It, which was a very popular kids' entertainment show throughout the 70s and into the 80s, where you would write to Jim and he would fix things for you. If you are American and a Star Wars fan, I'm sure yeah. Star Wars stuff that Jim did is on, on YouTube. Is it not on the Blu-ray? It's not on the Blu-ray. It's got all those spirits. But not Jim will fix it. I was quite disappointed about that. So that was, that was quite bittersweet. But this year, uh, we had a list of people that we wanted to see. Yep. Didn't we? Gail Simone was there. Yeah. Who was lovely. Who looked at me very bemused when I said, would you like to record a bumper for our podcast? And she was like, what? And so I had to you explain. To do what? Yeah, I explained to her what the podcast was and just what I wanted her to say. And she did it. She still looked a bit confused by it all. Oh, yeah. It has to be said. But okay, whatever. Adam Hughes was, was lovely. He was like, yeah, okay, no problem. And Tim Sale was okay. Put that what? extra effort Yeah, he did. He was really good. He cleared his throat and everything. And Tim Sale was okay. What do you want me to say? He wasn't bothered. Yeah, yeah I'll say whatever you want. <laughs> I could have said, I like, I like making pigs squeal. I don't know. Maybe he would have said that. But all three of those were lovely. I met Tim Sale and Adam Hughes. Adam Hughes did me a sketch of Harley Quinn, which I gave to my lovely wife. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Sale's sketching was limited because he was doing big commission pieces. He paid wasn't he? Was it 150 quid? Yeah. They were gorgeous. They were. I mean, he was sat in the middle of the um, the convention hall sketching these. And uh, he would talk to you while he was sketching, but he wouldn't sign anything while he was sketching, which is fair enough. Yeah. If he's busy doing one thing, you don't want to take him away doing something else. And apparently he'd done ten. He took orders for ten at £150 a pop. Mm. And they were really quite big things, weren't yeah. they? They weren't just A4 sketches. It was really good. Gail Simone, I always feel right. sorry for writers. Because it's just boring. Because she just had an empty table. I saw Peter Milligan just sat there on his own. Did you not go and chat to him? Well, no, I got him to sign stuff. Yeah, and he read my eaters. Did he? Yeah. Did he not remember it? Apparently not. Because I he flicked through a certain point. No one read it and kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was he was looking back at what he wrote ages going yeah. this is awful. Because <laughs> I got you that from the fifty p then, didn't I? Yeah. The eaters. Because Scotland it does. Yes. I enjoyed it. Did. Yeah. So, so those were the people that I met. Uh, Michael's more of a sketch collector than I am. Mm. And what sketches did you get, Michael? Well, I got a Zatanna of Adam Hughes. Adam Hughes, it has to be said, was very kindly sketching for free. Yeah. If you went and got an autograph, I got... What did I get into autograph? Um, oh, my Star Trek Debt of Honour graphic novel. Yeah. He autographed that for me, didn't he? I got a couple of Zatannas and Batgirl. And I got 
I learned his name at one point. Who? But it's the guy with antlers from Sweet Tooth. Oh, right. Off Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire did you a scare. He did it for free. I got him to sign my Iron Man, and then he just whipped it off me. Said, I'll draw, draw a sketch for you. Oh, that's nice of it. Yeah. That's nice one, the lovely. This is my favourite. It's for you, anyway. Yes. Yeah, explain this, Michael. Well, Dad wanted a sketch off Barry Kitson of Asbats. Well, not just Asbats. He, he did oh. the issue of Detective Comics that we covered in Night's Quest with uh, Mr. Freeze in it. And he is one of my favourite artists. I think he's brilliant, Barry Kitson. Yeah. But Dad went off to get Tim Sale's autograph. Yeah, it was at the same time, wasn't it? Yeah. And I was left at Barry Kitson. And so, instead of getting two sketches, one each, like we planned, I just got the one, because he was only doing one, for Dad. That was very nice of you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And it's, and it's a fantastic sketch of Asbats. What does he say? Nine minute Asbats. Yeah, because he was doing them, he was doing the longer ones, which he spent about roughly two hours on. And, but this was just a quick one. Oh, it's a watercolour sketch. He didn't remember what he looked like, did he? No, he had to borrow my issue I gave him to sign. The, the comic that you got signed for me. Yeah. He copied it out of that, which I just thought was genius. Um, I go to these things more for the actual comic books than the, the meeting of people. The meeting of people is just a bonus for me. Yeah. But I'm not... I don't, I don't mind. I love seeing them actually draw, because I'm dead impressed by people who can do that. Anyone who can do something like that, I'm... Very, very impressed and jealous of. <laughs> All jelly. Yeah, most of the time. But um, I go mainly for the comic books. And also, I'm, I have this aversion to meeting people that I like. Because yeah. you don't want them to turn out to be idiots. Well, yeah. It's, it's the reason I've never been to a convention like a Star Trek or a Star Wars one. Mm. I'm not interested in meeting Leonard Nimoy. I okay. want to meet Mr. Spock. Yeah. But I know Mr. Spock's not real. And you don't want to be disappointed yeah. in meeting the actor and the actor's just... There's a wonderful uh, blog at the minute by Alan Cole, who was writing for television in the 80s, wrote Battlestar Galactica and The Incredible Hulk, and he says most actors look at scripts and go, crap, 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 my line, my line, my line, crap, 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 my line, my line. And there's a part of me that thinks actors are a bit stupid. They're told where to go and what to do and what to say and how to dress. I'm more in, I'd be more interested in meeting writers. Yeah. Than, than actors. But anyway, we digress. Dear so, Jim. Dear Jim, please can you fix it for me? Uh, he probably wouldn't have done because it wasn't glamorous. So at the Thought Bubble convention this year, I picked up the first 13 issues of the Green Lantern series from 1990, plus one million, and the zero issue in the pound bins. They weren't in the 50p bins, but I thought, go on, I'll give this a go, because they were all there. Yeah. I think I already had issue one, didn't I? So I bought issue two through 13. I thought, I'll buy the first year, yeah. Because uh, I've never read it, and various people on various podcasts say nice things about that Green Lantern run, yeah. apart from Dan DiDio, who doesn't. But uh, I enjoyed it. I'm only interested in 49 and 50. Yeah, you only want to read the Parallax ones, don't yeah. you? Which I was watching on eBay. They would buy it now, and they were dirt cheap, and I had no they had the money. the graphic novel at Thought Bubble. I'm not just the graphic novel, I want the, the issues, because I'm like that. So they're good, especially the ones drawn by Pat Borodrick. I also picked up, there they are, the... 13-issue Green Goblin series that Tom DeFalco wrote in 1995-1996. I didn't get all of these. Okay. I thought it only ran for 12 issues. Right. And there were 12 issues in the 50p bin, so I picked them all up. And when I got home, I discovered that I've got issue 11 and issue 13. 
Issue 13 is the last issue. Right. So I don't have issue 12. But I've still read them all. I don't care that I was missing an issue. I thoroughly enjoyed this. No, not really. It explains what goes on in issue 13. It's great. I really enjoyed it. It's particularly apropos at the moment because Phil Urich, who was the Green Goblin in this series, who was a good guy, is back in the Spider-Man books, isn't he? Yeah. He's now Hobgoblin, isn't he? Is it? Yes. Phil Urich is now Hobgoblin. Oh, Phil Urich, yeah. So I'm having a hard time mixing that Phil Urich with this one, who's quite a nice guy and there's a bit of a wastrel. Yeah. Bit of a slacker, but a nice guy. The Scott McDaniel artwork is awesome, because I love Scott McDaniel. And because it was the 90s, the first issue has a silver foil cover. Or a green foil cover. Or a green foil cover, yes. So that's some of the things that I bought at Thought Bubble. What did you buy at Thought Bubble, Michael? At Thought Bubble? Yes. I got all of Brightest Day. All of Brightest Day? All of Brightest Day. Single issues, because it was cheaper. Yeah, well, they often are, isn't it? And I got it for 25 quid. For the lot? Yeah. I was selling them for 28, but he gave it me for 25. That's not bad at all. No. And have you read them? Yeah. And what did you think? Um, they're alright. They're like... Um, it's all one big story, but each character is their own writer and artist. So, Brightest Day was a 25 issue series? 24. So, what about all the tie ins? The tie ins? Are they not part of it? Oh, uh, the tie ins were only other boots, like your Green Lantern. Oh, right. Green, uh, like Blackest Night? Yeah. Right. Only, it, unlike Blackest Night, which were self contained tie ins, these ones were just the launches of new series. It's like um, uh, Green Arrow and Bird to Prey. Right. And all them. And the ones carrying on like Green Lantern. So you don't have to read the other issues no, no. to follow Blackest, Brightest Day. No, it's a self I presume we will be doing Brightest Day at some point because you want to, don't you? Yeah. Okay. My other big purchase at Thought Bubble was there was a guy there who had an entire box of Bronze Age comics for very, very cheap. And I only discovered him... Did he have them for 20 cents, by any chance? No, they weren't 20 cents. They were a pound or 50p, depending on the condition. And I only discovered him towards the end of the day. So I only had about 10 quid left. Um, I wish I'd bought more, to be honest with you. I wish I'd just gone the cash machine and gone, screw it. Because these were fantastic. From this man, I got Superman 260, which has a fantastic cover of... What looks like a Thor-type character, because Thor was a redhead in traditional mythology, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, hurling a flaming sword at Superman while a giant eagle pulls at his cape in mid-air, which is an awesome cover. The next cover, however, was only 50p, because it's a tear in the back of Superman 261. I command you to kiss my boot, Superman, says Star Sapphire. Let the whole world see you've become my slave. Awesome stuff. Uh, Superman 262, where he's smashing a building in half. Superman 263, where he's turned into a molten man. In half? With a photo cover. Isn't it? Yeah, look at the background oh, of that. Background. The background's photo That's cover. That's amazing. Uh, 266, where he fights the abominable snowman, which was excellent. Really enjoyed that one. 267. 260, 274, sorry, Protectors of Earth Inc., a full-length novel. 275. Uh... 276, the story you thought we'd never do a print, which is Superman versus Captain Thunder, who is a thinly veiled take on Shazam or Captain Marvel. Did DC not have the rights to Captain Marvel at this point? Um, because he's not Captain Marvel, if you get what I mean. Okay. He's, he is, All right. in he, every way except copyright. Name. Yeah. Was this still the argument with Marvel? It could have been, I don't know, but it's a really good issue, I love that one. Um, Superman 277. 
Superman 279, where Batgirl's jumping off a building and says Superman not to rescue her. Uh, Superman 280, where Superman's getting turned into a crystalline entity. Superman 292, the Luther nobody knows, which was pretty awesome. And Superman 294, they, I think, were my favourite purchases at the Thought Bubble. I loved every one of them. Kurt Swan's art, when he's being inked by Murphy Anderson, is awesome. Okay. I think. You've not read any of them? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What else did you get at Thought Bubble? I got the big, shiny hardback of Flashpoint. Excellent. Have you read it? I have. Is it good? Yeah. Do you want to cover that at some point? Okay. Alright. It's a lot better if you just read this instead of all the tie-ins. Well, I hadn't planned on reading the well, tie-ins. the first time I read it, I read it as one big thing with all the tie-ins. Yeah. And because I'm reading other tie-ins, the actual Flashpoint itself, cause it builds up to this one big epic battle at the end, which... It's a bit of a damp squib. Yeah, you see him going there and then just going, Oh, that's how I save the day! Oh. You're not selling it to me. No, it's, it's good on its own. Alright, who wrote it? Uh, Jeff Johns. Of course. Mm. How stupid of me to even... <laughs> stupid of me to wonder that. Yeah. Alright, okay. Well, they're the Thought Bubble purchases. That's what we got at Thought Bubble. We had a good time at Thought Bubble, didn't we? Yeah. I got the Outer House Moving Castle as well. Oh, yes, you did, but you gave that to your girlfriend, didn't you? Yeah. A very early Christmas present. Yeah, I told you you should have waited till Christmas to give it to her. Because she'll want something else, because girls are like... Um, next year... I don't know if we're going to a convention next year, will we? Are we not? Well, I don't know yet, because we've got the whole getting married again thing. Oh, yeah. Um, well, not us two, <laughs> obviously. That would be wrong. I would love but to go... going to America. I would love to go to States, London. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to go to London, because Stan Lee's going to be there. Yeah. But it's right before we go away. What would you get out of all your omnibuses? I would just get my Spider-Man omnibus signed. Yeah. I would be happy with that signed. I'd be made up with that. <laughs> The only thing yeah. is that I carry it all the way though. It kills your shoulders. It would. Yes, that would be awful. For Christmas. So this is Christmas. I got off my lovely wife an action figure. I didn't only get an action figure. She yeah. bought me a Scarlet Spider action figure to go with my Spider-Man 2099 one. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually have a proper Spider-Man one, but I'm working on it. So I was quite impressed with that. The Scarlet Spider, it says on the back, is Peter Parker's most trusted ally and friend. I don't think he was his most trusted ally and friend. Ally, sorry, I should say. I was made up with that. I was quite excited for that. Um, Are we doing this in alternating? Okay. Okay, what did you get? I too got an action figure. Excellent. I got Scar, Son of Hulk. I bought you that. Yeah, you did. Well, I think your mum paid for it. Yeah. Because I bought your sister something. That was in the Disney store. I love that the Disney store now has Marvel action figures. Because they're so much cheaper than in Forbidden Planet. They had a brilliant Doctor Strange one. But I was buying stuff for you, so oh, okay. I didn't buy it. Goes with my uh, Thor and Captain America and Bucky. So technically, well, he's Scar, son of Hulk. I was going to say, if you had a Hulk, you'd have all the founding member of the Avengers. Yeah. You got another action figure. Yeah. What did you get? I did. I got... Oh! <laughs> Hulk's just fallen! <laughs> I got the Walking Dead comic series Rick action figure. How many guns does one action well, figure need? Comes with a hatchet, just in case he ever wants to cut his arm off and become a contemporary Rick. Fair enough. He's got a little handgun, and then he's got a 12 gauge. <laughs> um, he's got a sawn off shotgun. Excellent. And then he's got two pump action shotguns, which the only difference is, is that millimetre different in size. Oh, one's bigger. By a tiny little bit. Excellent, fair enough. 
How many guns does one action figure need? Does he stand up? He does, yeah. Excellent, because that's always my... He comes with a, a little David Banner bag as well to keep all his guns in. And his little hat. He doesn't look like Andrew... What's his name? No, he's based on the cover for the first issue. Oh, right. So he's not based on the TV series. The side, right Andrew Lincoln. Thing. That was yeah. the name I was thinking of. Okay. I got, in terms of comic book purchases, also from my lovely wife, I got the trade paperback version of The Flash Rebirth by Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skeever, because I'm interested in reading that properly. Instead of instead of Instead of digitally on the iPad, yes. Uh, to see if my opinion of it changed. The art's great. It Looking is. forward to that. Um, I don't know, maybe we, we may we think about covering that as well. I don't know. So I've not actually read that properly. I do like that this actually has extra features in it. A lot of DC graphic novels don't do that. It's not got much. It's got an introduction by a bloke called Matt Sherness, who I have no idea who that is, but apparently he works on Glee and the Human Target. Um, I, I think Glee's awful. So I've never watched Glee, so his name wasn't familiar to me. You've got Jeff Jones's manifesto in the back where they've blanked out that. a bit. I've yeah. not read that yet. And I was reading the bit at the end and I'm going, I don't know what that is. Alright, but they, they, uh, presumably it's when this was published, it's a flashpoint. And then you've got some of Ethan Van Skeever's uh, sketches at the back, so Have I'm quite looking forward to that. Wally West's early costumes? No. Well, what is Wally West still alive in Flash Rebirth? In but, Rebirth, yeah. Because Rebirth was pre-Flashpoint. Yeah. Right. It was pre-Blackest Night. Right. Was it? Mm. Oh, I didn't know it was that long Because Wally West yeah. has his brand new shiny costume, which he gets in Rebirth. Right. And Rebirth comes straight after Final Crisis. Okay. So is Rebirth now no longer the origin of the Flash? Just to get things confusing again. I think again. it is, because his new origin is that... But isn't Rebirth about being reborn, whereas in the new DCU he's not died? Yeah, but the origin's the same. Okay, imagine <laughs> Rebirth yes. never happened because he never died. Because Christ on Infinite Earth never happened, so he didn't die. So it's Well, you've still got that whole thing with reverse flash altering time, so his parents were killed. Yeah. Right. It's not confusing at all. Uh, she also bought me The Walking Dead hardcover book 7, which, again, I've not had time to read yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. I love The Walking Dead comics. Yeah. Much more than the TV show. Yeah. I don't mind the TV show. The last episode of season one was really good, I thought. Well, you not watch any season two yet? No. Watch them all together, they work better. Yeah. Otherwise, you sat there going, I want something to happen! <laughs> I was like that all the way through volume six. The hardback. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was, I thought that one was really dull because nothing happened. Oh, fair enough. I think I remember enjoying that. I, I could do with rereading all of that. Yeah, but there's so much to do in so little time. And so much of them. Mm. My other purchase for my wife was the Spider-Man Vault. Woohoo! <laughs> I was quite excited about this, wasn't I? Yeah. By Peter David and Robert Greenberg. I love these vault books. I've got... How many of these have I got now? I've got this one. Yeah. Star Wars. And Batman. Batman. They're the ones I've got. Yeah. I love these because um, the text is all written by Peter David, so it's 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 pretty funny in places. Um, and I love some of the art clips that they choose. The thing with Spider-Man, a lot of it's not very unfamiliar to me. But I like the little pull-outs that they have. Like they've got the original art from Amazing Fantasy 15 as a reproduction. <clears throat> and they've got Your Car is Protected by Spider-Man stickers. Which um, I'm strongly considering for copying and putting on the camera. <laughs> I see what's on the back of them. And then they've got posters. Yeah, it's just a little. Yeah. Well, you've got re- rep- reproductions of the 1966 trading cards. And if you remember, trading cards on the back were a puzzle. Yeah. And you could make, join them all together and you made a picture. 
Yeah. And they were all like that, the Superman one. On the back of it was the picture of Christopher Reeve who stood in front of the American flag. And the Star Wars one was Chewbacca with his bow caster. All of them had pictures on the back. And Bubblegum. They came with Bubblegum. Uh, what I particularly liked about this is there's an entire chapter devoted to the Spider-Mobile. <laughs> an entire chapter. An entire chapter devoted to the Spider-Mobile. With even mention of the fact that it shows up in Old Man Logan. Looking absolutely nothing like it did in the original issues. Other than it's coloured red and blue. Yes. Okay, so the Spider-Man vault was pretty damn good. The entire chapter about Venom. Uh, a Jim Lee sketch. Just for you, though. Uh, a couple of sketches by Andrew Wyman and Klaus Johnson. I've read most of this. I've got as far as them talking about um, Aunt May dying in Amazing Spider-Man 400. And the Untold Tales of Spider-Man stuff. So I've not read all of it. But I'm, I'm that far through. And it's really, it's really quite enjoyable. It's, <clears throat> it's quite... Obviously, by its nature, it skips over a lot. Yeah. But Peter David wrote it, so it's moderately funny in places. What about you, Michael? Well, I did get Invincible Iron Man Volume 4. Never read it. This is the Matt Fraction stuff. Yeah, it's Stark disassembled. So after World's Most Wanted, he's brain dead. Good. Mm. To stop... uh, Norman Osborn from getting his hands on all the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff because S.H.I.E.L.D.'s dead now right Tony Stark has the identity of every superhero in his head mm. and he's like the world's most wanted so he brain he kills his brain so he's lying there in a coma completely brain dead right and have you read this yet this is what after it no I'm not you've not read that yet no okay so that's the aftermath yep fair enough and then I have the Flash Rotor Flashpoint. Which leads into your Flashpoint hardcover you've already got. You see, you think I if don't I, pay attention to I what read you've it got. backwards. Yes, and take all the pages out and shuffle them around. Yeah. Yes. You're quite happy with that, weren't you? The Rotor Flashpoint. Yeah. I have then got Grant Morrison's Seven Soldiers of, of Victory. Victory. Volume yeah. 1. I've got two as well. But well, we'll talk about that at the end. One in my hands. Who got you that, Michael? Oh, oh, my girlfriend. There you go. You see, you should shout these things out. Yeah. Give her credit where it is due. And guess what she also got me? Yes, go on. Flash Rebirth. <laughs> so we both got a copy of Flash Rebirth. Yeah. Well, what it was, she she got £40 and she <laughs> had to get a present off her and off her parents for me. Right. And so we went into Travelling Man and I said, well, I, I want Seven Soldiers, but it was £30 though, so you only had £10 left. Yeah, those hardcovers are hellish and, expensive. Yeah, but Hush and Wraps was 30 as well. And Yes. And we looked around and there wasn't much that was for £10 and the only thing that was and that I wanted was Rebirth. Not the dastardly death of the rogues and then you've had them all. No, that was like 14 or 15. Oh well, never mind. These things happen. Uh, I also got off my lovely, lovely wife a couple of more DVDs. The first one is the complete collection the Amazing Spider-Man, all 65 episodes from the 1994 series on 10 DVDs. I was made up with this, because this came along, uh, I think this ran from 1994 through 1999, something like that, and so obviously that was smack dab in the middle of you arriving. So, around that time, when you have children, you kind of find (laughs) there's more important things than watching cartoons. 
Except for this one. It's sad, but true. No, I didn't see a lot of this. Uh, I would see occasional episodes here and there, and I remember thinking, this looks alright. Yeah. But to this day, I have never seen every single episode of this, or ever seen it in any kind of order. Yeah. So I'd see, like, one where the Venom symbiote showed up, yeah. and it came down on a spaceship. Yeah. It was an alien life form in this, wasn't it? Which is essentially the origin they did for Spider-Man 3, wasn't it? Yeah. And then I saw, then they did Secret Wars... Mm. And I'm like, huh? And then the Punisher showed up, but the Punisher's got a horrible 90s redesign where he wears a headband. Yeah. Like they wanted him to be Rambo. And then I see some Spider Slayers, and Devin Miles from Knight Rider was the voice of Alistair Smythe. Yeah. And because I never saw them in sequence, uh, I didn't get the story, (laughs) because... What little of it there is. No, 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 no. I disagree with you. I've watched the first five episodes of this now with uh, your sister. Now, your sister was watching this morning. She was on the edge of her seat with the Spider Slayer ones. And um, the difference between this and the Batman show that was also wearing at the same time, because roughly the same time, Superman the Animated Series was on, Mm -hmm. and the last series of Batman. And I missed a lot of them when they originally aired as well. Because, like I said, you have children and suddenly there are more important things than watching cartoons on television. Um, so there, a lot of them were new to me as well. But the difference is the Batman and Superman. It's interesting. It's the difference between Marvel and DC. Yeah. The Batman and Superman cartoons were essentially done in one stories, uh-huh. with occasional two or three parters, and there was continuity between the characters. But you could watch the Batman cartoon now. Even you can watch them in any order, really, can't you? Yeah. There's there's a bit of continuity with Harvey Dent, isn't there? When the series starts, he's not Two Face yet. No. And Clayface as well, you get the origin of Clayface. But for the most part, you can mix and match your order. Yeah. And other than suddenly Dick Grayson's not Nightwing, not Robin anymore, he's Nightwing mm. in the last series. Other than that, you can pretty much watch him in any order that you want to. These, it's a narrative. Yeah. They're building up a storyline as they go along. Okay. So you do have to watch them in sequence. I've watched the first five of these and I'm really enjoying them. Animation-wise, it's not quite as good as Batman. No. And it's not as for want of a better word, adult. Yeah, that's... As the Batman and Superman cartoons. That's my thing with it. I, it was alright as I was a child, but now I do prefer, well, the other Spider-Man animated series. The Neil Patrick Harris one. Yeah, and the Batman and Superman one, because it kind of appeals to me They're more. They're skewed slightly one. older. Yeah. Aren't they, in the writing. Whereas this, it's obviously aiming at a, a teen and pre-teen market. But on that level, contextually, I think it's really good. Yeah. I do like that Spider-Man, Spider-Man in this. He's a bit older, really, yeah. than I'd like him to be. Is it not based be. on the 90s comic? More or less. There's a lot of 90s stuff in it. He's in college, but he's still living with Aunt May. Yeah. So I presume he's only supposed to be about 18 or 19, although he's animated to look much bigger yeah. than that, much older than that. Flash Thompson's still in it, at college. In the first five episodes I've watched, um, he's at college with Felicia Hardy. Yeah. So I don't know at some point whether she becomes the black cat. I know she was in it a bit. So she's the love interest at the minute. And at the end of the episode we watched this morning, we get the first introduction of Mary Jane wearing a god-awful yellow tank top. Nowhere near as sexy as the black thing she was wearing when John Romita introduced her. Why did they not put her in that? But, you know, and Aunt May's a lot younger than you think she should be. But on the whole, I was dead pleased with this. I was made up she bought me this. Because um, this came out as a box set last Christmas, and it was 150 quid. Was it? Because it came in a big magazine-sized box with a free comic. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether it was a comic or a book or whatever, but 150 quid, we thought, no. 
not having that. So this year they've shrunk it down into a much smaller box. It's in, if you're in England, it's in HMV for, I think it's 29.99. Okay. I don't know where Angela bought it for me, and obviously I've not asked because it's a Christmas present. No, you got it online, didn't you? So Angela found it online. It is not on Amazon.co.uk. So your best bet, if you want to try this out, maybe to go and get it from HMV while they've still got it in stock. I know for a fact they've got two or three in our town. Yeah. And they had one or two in Manchester. But I'm really digging on it. I'm really enjoying it. It's not as deep or as adult as the Batman Superman stuff, but it's jolly good fun. I'm really enjoying that. What else did you get? Oh, I got some shoes. You did? Yeah. Some most excellent shoes. They were most excellent. I got some... Batman, Converse, All Stars. They didn't have the Green Lantern ones. Didn't. Already bought you the Green Lantern ones. No, I like these ones. I also bought Angela a pair of Joker ones because she said she wanted a pair of purple Converse, mm-hmm. and the Joker ones just appealed to me. <laughs> I just like the idea. And I wanted the Superman ones, the red, white, and blue Superman ones, where he's holding the American Eagle, but they didn't oh, fit yeah. me. I wanted those ones. They didn't fit me. They didn't have my size. So you're happy with your Converse, even though I got you a size bigger? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Just a bit of a pain to walk in sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my mum bought me Green Lantern on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Which I'm quite... I'm looking forward... I don't think the Green Lantern movie is as bad as everyone says it is. I'm looking forward to watching that again. Oh, we've just chucked it down the table. There you go, but it didn't fall off, so that's good. Uh, it's not as good as Cap or Thor. Yeah. But it's not awful. Uh, Ansler also bought me a couple of Doctor Who DVDs from the old series. Image of the Fendal which I've not seen, I don't think, since it originally aired in 1977. So I'm looking forward you to that. You read that off the back, didn't you? Yeah, the date that it aired, I read off the back. Yeah, it's a Tom Baker episode with Leela as his companion. She doesn't have purple hair or one eye, unfortunately. She also bought me the Ark in Space, which was on the Sci-Fi Channel two years ago, one year ago. Either when David Tennant left yeah. or when Matt Smith took over the Sci-Fi Channel, back when they showed Sci-Fi did a day of old Doctor Who and they showed some corkers they showed this and Revenge of the Cybermen and they showed the Caves of Androzani which is excellent and I saw this then um, but the Sci-Fi Channel is quite crappy and they cut credits off and stuff like that so I'm looking forward to watching they show Buffy and Angel and Firefly they show Firefly occasionally yeah. but still Smallville's on all the time yeah still mine but my favourite uh. purchase from my lovely wife. I'd have been happy if she just bought me this. And I suspect she bought me this it's last. Buying every other thing no, 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 no. That's, you know, you do appreciate everything else. But if this is <laughs> all... You'd have been happy if you didn't and got no. Yeah, you, you, you interpret it that way. Go on. I suspect this was a last minute purchase. Cause, um, but I got the Star Wars saga on Blu-ray. And you just ended up with it. Squee! I didn't just end up with it. It's all you bought it. That's what you no, I think. No, I mean, I'm just digging myself a hole here. Yeah, yeah. I suspect it's this like was. Strange that you decided you had to get presents for everybody else. No, you said don't get it for me. Because I didn't want you spending any more money on me. That's not what you said when I was upstairs. That Doctor Strange that had a different colour because it wasn't out yet. No, the figure. All oh, right. Have we quite finished slagging Andrew off? Oh no. Can we move on? There is, yes. Okay, anyway, moving swiftly on. Star Wars on Blu-ray. Now I know what you're thinking. And you're you're right. But Andrew, you weren't giving George any more money. Well, you didn't. Technically I didn't. But they're just so shiny. 
and lovely and they look fantastic and I've not watched any of the films yet I've watched a lot of the special features I've watched the bonus disc that has all the original trilogy stuff on it we've watched all the deleted scenes some of which were deleted for a reason the silver bar yes the silver bar <laughs> the lost rebels the lost rebels um, pull, some pull, of which pull. George you should still delete the Jabba scene in Star Wars doesn't need to be in the film cut it out Phantom Menace doesn't need shut to be shut up there. I like the Phantom Menace I don't care what you say but some of them are pretty damn good aren't they yeah. some of the deleted stuff the extended cantina scene stuff is brilliant <laughs> Oi, we don't serve them here we don't serve you no he's a cop then <laughs> oh we don't serve do you here get ya happy apples and pears Gavna. we're wanting in 12 yeah systems. that's the we're wanting 12 systems you be dead it's so funny hearing him with the original voices and Han Solo macking on some space hookers. Yeah. It's amusing. And um Space Aids. There's a good there's a good scene of Darth Vader walking down a corridor with Leslie Schofield. Yeah. Who's playing a, an Imperial commander. And he's got Darth Vader's voice. It's got Dave Prowse's voice, sorry, which yeah. is so funny. Who are they're part of Rebel Lights a traitor, take her away! And you think Dave, how did you ever think was gullible in the script yeah, at all? <laughs> you, they weren't going to dub your voice. Yeah. So all the Wampa stuff that was cut out of Empire Strikes Back is on here. I was looking forward to watching that. Justifiably cut. Yeah. I think it has to be said. But it's nice to see it. Yeah, it's quite disappointing though. Yeah. There's an extended look at um, Han and Leia in the um, in the Hoth chamber where he storms off after you could use a good case. And yeah. All the deleted scenes are brilliant. Uh, we've watched... Which what did we watch the other night? All the spoofs. The Star Wars spoofs. Yeah. That was very hit and miss, wasn't it? It was. The robot chicken stuff's funny. Yeah. And it's watching that. Well, it's funny the first time. Oh, well, I've, I've only ever seen them once. Well, I share a room with Adam. Yeah, so you've probably watched them quite a lot. But you do realise Seth Green's made a career out of spoofing Star Wars. When he appears in every. In Family Guy spoofs and robot chicken spoofs. That 70s show. And that show. 70s show. Yeah. And it is very hit and miss. The things I came away with it. One. I'd never seen that weird Al Yankovic thing before. <clears throat> my, my, this here Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later, now he's a Jedi. Small fry. That's the one, yes. I'd never seen that before. Yeah. And it was quite okay. It was. It's, it's clever more than funny. Yeah. Which is what I think about a lot of weird Al Yankovic's stuff. Yeah. Um, it was alright, I enjoyed it. But then as it goes on and on and on, the things I come away with it primarily, one... George will license them out to anybody, won't he? Yeah. When you've got Darth Vader advertising batteries. No, but the... the I mean, some, adverts the Tom Tom adverts were brilliant. I don't think they were adverts. I think they were sketch, right. sketches. They were funny. Yeah. Yoda is doing a recording for a Tom Tom. Left your turn. And the guys are like, no, you're going to get somebody killed if you say it like that. And Darth Vader... Turn left at the roundabout. Uh, Lord Vader, it's roundabout. That's that is what I said. <laughs> Those are really funny. But Saturday Night Live, not yeah. quite as funny as its reputation have. would suggest. Instead of one long thing, have it subcategories. Yeah, I think so as well. And that 70s show, I have never watched that 70s show. And you're not going Those to. clips <laughs> don't make me want to watch that 70s show. Yeah. I'm beginning to think the best thing Ashton Kutchen's ever but been wait, in was wait, getting me more. When you sit there going, that's wrong, that's wrong, that line of toys wasn't out in the 70s. Shut up! <laughs> yeah, but if you're doing that, the sketch obviously isn't funny. Yeah. If it had been funny, I'd have given it a pass. Yeah. But it was that 70s show. Never what? I'm sure it's... I, I do want a Darth Vader with a green lightsaber now. Why? 
because it was in that and I was sat there going, that's quite cool. <laughs> but some of them were funny. Yeah. And some of them weren't. So that was quite hit and miss. But on the whole, I've been boring my entire family with this every night this week, watching the deleted scenes. And there's just so much more on it before I even get to the movies. And you know I'll watch Star Wars and go, No! When that yeah. bloody awful Jabba scene's on. Cut it out! We'd rather you not watch the film. Stick with the bonus stuff. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to watching certainly the prequels in high definition. I yeah. think they'll look great. I've seen Revenge of the Sith in uh, Blu-ray. Have you? We had a high definition copy. We've got high definition copies of them, but the sound's a bit off. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing them properly. Also, I want to see CGI Yoda. Yeah. Not a change that bothers me. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the Ewoks blink. <laughs> oh, and I just can't wait to hear Ben Kenobi do a different sound. Do a different sound. crate dragon yeah. sound, yes. Because, you know, they are coming out in 3D this year. Are they? Yes. Is he ma- uh, making more money? He's remixing them all in 3D. He will milk the Star Wars uh, films. Yeah, for all his, his I want to do other stuff. Yeah. He's, uh, he's what's that? Um, my sister bought me the Don Newton Tales of the Batman hardcover. Which well. hasn't arrived yet, because she bought it from Amazon. Well. Well, yeah. And my grandma, my nan gave me 20 quid with which I have purchased off Amazon through the two true freaks link Scott and Chris so you'll get some money should I do that too yes you should do that as well okay. I bought the Marvel Masterworks X-Men volume 4 and another Doctor Who DVD The Invasion of Time I wanted the Caves of Androzani but it doesn't seem to be available anymore uh, but obviously I don't have them yet yeah so my final gift was from my mother-in-law who bought me in addition to Harry Potter on DVD the last one uh, Star Wars year by year a visual chronicle now I, if I was a cynical person I would suspect that your mum had a hand in this purchase oh no, no. I don't really think that, that your, your grandma the mama went into town and thought I will buy Andrew that Star Wars book I suspect your mum said he's not got that Star Wars oh may- maybe she knows you very well and saw Star Wars Andrew <laughs> It's entirely possible, but I suspect your mum had a... It's it's a really good book. I'm really enjoying it. I'm up to 1985. Back to the Future. Yeah, Back to the Future has got a picture in. But I do love that they've got context to it all. They've got the Star Wars stuff. But stuff going on. But stuff going on as well, like real New Coke, which we didn't get over here. New Coke? We didn't get the New Coke formula over here. Which I'm quite excited about. Oh, 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 you know what I didn't mention? Um, no. The Star Wars Blu-rays. I didn't mention on the Star Wars Blu-ray, there's an... It's not really an Easter egg. They've not put the Star Wars Holiday Special on there, quite rightly, judging by what I've heard (laughs) of it. Is that the one with talking Ewoks? No, Ewoks aren't in the Holiday Special. Wookiees, they go back to Kashyyyk and Carrie Fisher sings. Oh, which is the one where they're they're on Endor? Is that not Caravan of Courage? Yeah, the, the, the two ta- Ewok movies. The talking. However, the Blu-ray does have the full Boba Fett cartoon from the holiday special, okay. which was worth it simply because it's got all the actors doing the voices. But no, this was really good. This I really enjoyed this this book. I mean, I'm halfway through. It's got all the Star Wars, Marvel comics in it, and everything. It's really good. So I'm looking forward to finishing that. Okay. What was your final Christmas present, Michael? One. Unrelated comic note, I got the new Yellow Card album. Yes. But in a comic <laughs> But to bring us spiralling back on topic. Uh, well, I'm just saying, you said I... Re- but anyway, I did get... I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a sound with it so you can hear it. Alright, I'm, I'm holding the microphone. 
There that, you go. That's me being too scared to make a noise with it. That was. Does it not make a farty noise when you pull it out the slip case? No, it doesn't. Oh, that's a shame. Go on. Well, You're I, keeping everyone in suspenders here. I know, it's, it's suspenders. Yes. That, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I got the final Absolute Sandman. Volume 5, not 4. No, volume 5. Mm. Why have we never bought you vol- the death one? Oh, because it reprints the stuff from Sandman. How have they padded that out for, for so it's much? It's got six know. issues in What's in it? Absolute Sandman volume 5, Michael? I shall show you. No, no, tell our lovely audience what you said the day before Christmas. When you did that childish thing where you went and felt up all your presents. Do you know I didn't do that this year? Normally I'll do it every year when we put stuff under the tree. Right, well, but your mum put stuff under the tree this year so I didn't get to do it. Can I first say? Yes. That. I did something very, very sneaky. Didn't I? Yep. This. In the, it came in a cardboard box. Which is longer, yep. taller, yep. than... It is any other way. Yeah, so, it's considerably when, larger yeah. than the boot. So I see it like this, and I'm like, that's an absolute one, yep. is that? And you said, what did you say? I said, I don't... I know I, I for a fact... I said, I don't think that... I know for a fact, is what you said, that I don't have Absolute Sandman Volume 5. And me and you, I'm just sat there and stroked <laughs> our chins and said, really... You know that for a fact. No, do I, you? I don't think you said that. I think you waited till I left and went, Sammy, we can take it back. <laughs> can I get a refund on this expensive thing? <laughs> well, what? It's it? a gorgeous book. They all are, aren't they? They're absolutes. Yeah. The lovely leather covers. Well, once I get to the actual contents, there is the last Sandman story, which is in the dust covers. Right. Which is just Neil Gaiman doing another, I met the Sandman. Oh, right. But he didn't. He met a background character who was in it once. Right. Yeah. Is this like when Grant Morrison met Superman? Yeah. Right. And um, also the Dream Hunters. Don't we is, have the Dream Hunters as a paperback? We do. Right. Which is the 10th one. But technically that's story. your mum's. Yeah. So that's not yours. And there is um, the Endless Night stuff. What was Endless Nights? It was um, one shot. Oh, right. It was all collected, but single-issue stories for each member of the Endless, all right. written by um, Neil Gaiman, but there was a different artist for each of them. Like, well, um, there was Pete P. Craig Russell. Yeah, Glenn Fabra. Oh, right. Um, Frank Quitler. Yeah. And um, Bill Sinkovich. Bill Sinkovich. Yeah. Yes. Um, there is uh, the Sandman Midnight Theatre, which is the crossover with... Sandman Mystery Theatre. Yeah, Sandman Mystery Theatre, right. which has both Sandmans in it. Right. Wesley Dodds. Yeah. It also has uh, the Dream Hunters. Again. Again, but this is the... The comic version. He Craig Russell one. Right. Um, so it'll be pretty to look at. The little Sandman missile in it, which is the variant covers for the Dream Hunters. Right. Yeah. I have to start looking at it. And then, okay, at the back, there is little posters... Are these and, promo um, posters and stuff? Yeah, the right. scripts for one of the stories, and then toys. They did Sandman toys? Yeah, as oh, well as okay. the Sandman Absolute Edition in an absolute styled box, oh, which is me. a toy. Right, fair enough. I can't imagine there's a large market for Sandman toys amongst children. Oh, no. To be I, I, on um, the comic book resources uh, shelf porn, mm. some guy's got a John Constantine I love shelf porn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I love looking at other people's bookshelves. They don't even have to be comic, geeky related. I just love looking at people's bookshelves. If I go in somebody's house, right, yeah. and they don't have a bookshelf, it's very, very elitist of me. to like them. No, but my opinion of them goes down slightly. Yeah. I may really like them, but if they don't have a bookshelf and they don't have books, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe that's just me. Uh, Is there anyone else who does that, right? And let me know. You're uh, disappointed by people who don't have a bookshelf. Yeah. I, I sit there, just looking on, going, God damn, he's got that, and that, and that. How the hell's he got that absolute? Uh, he probably bought it when they came out. Well, I sat there, came, bro. and one of them had three of the JLA, Grant Morrison JLA hardbacks, and I'm sat there going, oh, I've got volume four. Yeah, I've got you all of them, haven't I? Yeah. The, the JLA hardbacks. Mm-hmm. Right, good. Well, that's pretty much it for here. I'm going to go shit. away now and watch some more Spider-Man cartoons. Or maybe some more Star Wars on Blu-ray. Oh, Star Wars. Oh. If it's a choice. Oh, come on. You're no fun anymore. Uh, I'm also going to go and have a shower because I went for a run this morning and I smell. Well. Because I came straight back in and you said, let's record. No, I didn't. Running wasn't happening this morning until I put Eye of the Tiger on. And did it work? Yes. I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to the Star Wars Boot Report. It's a great podcast, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't wasn't flowing. Running wasn't, material. wasn't running material this morning. And anyone who exercises regularly will tell you sometimes you've got a bowling ball in your stomach and your legs don't want to move. So I thought, oh, screw this. And I put Eye of the Tiger on. I defy anybody not to be able to move to Eye of the Tiger. Okay. It's great. And then I just left the Rocky soundtrack on there. <laughs> Gonna fly now Next time On an all new episode We will be back to normal service Will be resumed My wife's looking we'll at me looking back very normal pretty Normal service will be resumed Hey pretty Hey pretty pretty He's stirring out What do you want <laughs> Normal service will be resumed Because the past two shows We've kind of scarred off a bit haven't we Yeah Because um, it's the Christmas holidays Leave us alone Um um, and we are we telling them what we're covering yeah go on we'll tell them what we're covering it's our epic epic, epic coverage of Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars are we doing that in two episodes or three you decided three didn't you four issues per show okay okay I've, I've read eight issues now at this point also keep your eyes peeled because as of this recording I am teaming up with Scott Gardner to do a an, um a two true freaks about the six million dollar man okay. where we will hopefully be talking about the pilot movie which I watched last night okay. and the comic book series which we're both really enjoying Okay, excellent so keep your eye out for that I'll plug it on our show as well when I know he's putting it up uh, so all that remains to us to say is thank you for listening hope you had a good new year as we did <laughs> behind the curtain it's not happening yet and we'll see you next time with Secret Wars you're looking forward to that aren't you oh yeah (laughs) such lies see you next time bye 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 Hey Kids Comics is a The Devil Will Make Work for Idle Hands to Do production, and all opinions expressed by Michael and Andrew in the show are the opinions of Michael and Andrew and probably not to be taken too seriously. All music and sound clips used in the show are copyright the respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Michael and Andrew make no money for this, much to their chagrin. New episodes drop every Thursday at apleyland.podomatic.com, but you can also listen through our Facebook page, 
which you can friend us on by using Hey Kids as the first name and Comics as the second name. You can also listen on our website where you can also view the covers of the comics we've covered this week. That's www.heykidscomics.webspace.virginmedia.com If you have an opinion on our opinions, you can email us on heykidscomics at virginmedia.com We also have a forum www.forumforgeeksalloneword.com where you can drop by and say hello if you're allergic to email. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Hey Kids Comics. Hey Kids Comics